Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this podcast talk. I'm going to speak again today about resonating with the depths of our value and also resonating with the depths of our values. I'll kind of play on words here. When we do zazen, one way to describe what we're doing is that we are resonating with what is. We are resonating with our ever-present true nature, never separate from this very time and place. It's important to remember and to come back to in our practice the zazen that is good for nothing. The zazen which is pure, just sitting. Just sitting and nothing else. Not sitting to get anything not sitting to do anything. Just the experience of sitting. When we're within the experience, really just feeling, just being, truly, truly, minutely present, There's no room for thought there, and thus there is no separation. In this place, we don't even say resonance, because there's not a subject to resonate with an object. In this space, the idea of resonating with value or values has no meaning. It is my wish that each and every one of you come to know more deeply this space. This zazen which does not have an object, which does not include progress of any sort, which is absolutely 100% accessible any moment, and which truly does relieve suffering. So this is one of the ways we do Zazen and a very important place to remember to aim for in our intentions. In this time of multiple trauma triggers, in this time of uh, difficulty and agitation and even depression for many of us, 
I am going to also discuss some of the other ways we use Zazen practice. We use our uh, ability to aim the mind and be present. Now I do want to note here I am introducing this concept of using the practice. Having just underscored the importance of the Zazen that is good for nothing, the Zazen that has no use. So these are different ways of seeing. Namely, when there is sickness, we can meet it with medicine. When there's a problem, we can meet it with a solution. For instance, when we're feeling that the mind is in turmoil, stirred up, running around, anxious, we feel tired, we feel weak, perhaps, we can use our understanding and our tools to tap into our strength. One way to tap into strength is to sit down and breathe specifically into the hara, into the lower belly. One way to tap into our strength is to take specific postures which feel strong. The Zazen posture can be one of these, or there may be other postures. This is where we can get creative in our noticing. How can I sit or stand right now in a way that accents my feeling of strength, my feeling of centeredness, my feeling of groundedness, my feeling of being in touch with my power? So when I feel overwhelmed or downright depressed, sometimes what I do is come back to this point. Let's see what I can do. Might be skills I've learned with a therapist. might be going over power poses. You can look these up on the internet. Sometimes their power poses are discussed um, oh, with a 
blogger is helping someone prepare for a job interview, for instance. Mm -hmm. Hands behind the head is one for some of us. I like putting my hands close to my belly and pushing my belly out a bit. Helps me feel strong, grounded, stable. And then I feel into that pose. So one advantage we have, one skill we have as practitioners is that we know how to feel our body. We know how to feel into something and be present with an experience. And with something like um, power poses or noticing how we can tap into strength in our body, our ability to not just notice and take a certain posture, but to stay with that posture, to breathe into that posture, to be present with that stance, with that body-mind stance helps um, seal it in. Helps really ground the stance. Ground the uh, mental experience. So that we can come away from maybe a little bit of body work or a little bit of energy adjustment. And then, then bring that benefit forward, feeling more resourced. So sometimes I will sit down in zazen posture and take a little bit of quiet time and specifically aim the mind, aim the intention for tapping into this strength. Another way we might find ourselves using our time on the cushion is to feel through specific karma that comes up. Sometimes a thought or a news item or a situation or something otherwise coming up in the mind will trigger feelings in the body. What we do in practice when something comes up is to feel those sensations. Feel those sensations. So something's come up in the body, where do we feel it? Can we stay with the experience? In staying with 
the experience, we learn not only to hold it, hold it instead of run away from it, hold it instead of uh, make it wrong. We learn not only to hold it, to companion it, we learn about it. So if my mind is stirred and my body is responding in, in response to a particular event, then one of the things that happens as I feel into the body experience is I learn how my particular body responds to this particular kind of event. Why is this important? In gaining familiarity like this, it, one, becomes less scary, becomes less of a problem. And two, I begin to turn a corner where sometimes I'll start to notice something is up by feeling it first in the body. You ever been triggered, feeling uncomfortable in the body and not even know why? If I have a pattern of, say, tension in the chest, and I know through my practice of noticing what this tension in the chest has been relating to lately. think um, it's just helpful. <laughs> I'm one step ahead of the game next time it comes up. It doesn't feel so uh, mysterious. I can be more grounded and for me just more present with an experience that I've made some meaning around. And as I feel through whatever it is that's up in the body, whether I have meaning around it or not, some deep, deep work is being done. I often don't have words for most of it. Some of us are triggered um, into this kind of discomfort in the body frequently. So I want to say a word about titration here. Um, feeling 
some sorts of triggers in the body can be a very intense experience. So titrating just means that I'm deliberate about the dose. I'm aware that I have some control about the dose. I'm aware that I can do some work really being present with sensations that might be difficult. And then I can take a break. As important as it is to really be with the body and feel, feel, feel into our experience, it's also also important to go at a pace that um, is overall sustainable. So I might spend some time feeling the body and then do a different activity altogether. Watch television even. And take my mind completely off the trigger. Another way of doing a completely different activity altogether can be to pick a different kind of practice. So sometimes we go into the sensations in the body. And sometimes we put the mind's focus on something else. And we can discuss this further, um, if it might be helpful to you to discuss this further. You know, one way of picking another practice is to find a comfortable place in the body and rest there and enjoy that. Or find something in our sphere of attention that the um, child, the inner child part or the inner delighted part likes and delight in that. A physical sensation or a sunbeam or a series of sounds. So continuing to be present but maybe in an easier way. It can't be all hard all the time. Or we burn out. It can't be all easy all the time. Or we're avoiding the work. We're on the wrong track that way. A true heart knows the balance. This is not something to get anxious about but just to know is human, is human on the path. To sometimes want to be too comfortable and need to push ourselves into experiencing discomfort. And to sometimes get caught in um, too much uh, internal pushiness. (laughs) And oh, I've got to do all this hard work and do it now. We have the skill, all of us, of knowing how to find this balance, and it requires falling off on both sides. We make, quote, mistakes, but we have the skill.
sometimes when my mind is um, really stirred up, I remind myself of what I value. Either by asking myself the question, what is it? What is it that's important to me? Or by reminding myself of answers that I've come up with in the past. Oh, clarity is important to me. When the mind's really in turmoil, this can be an anchor. This can be an anchor. When I ask myself what I value, this is a way of directing my stirred up tumultuous mind back towards the part of myself that's clear about what's important. Even in the most stirred up time, that part that knows what's important is there. Sometimes we need uh, different tools to access it. Sometimes um, the values are clear. And sometimes we have to be more deliberate. Uh, sometimes we have to get there <laughs> because the values are obscured. I don't know what to do with my time. I don't know what to do with my energy. I don't know what to do with my mind. It's trying to solve all the world's problems at once. When the mind is tumultuous, this is one way to anchor that is specifically in values. The last thing I wanted to talk about today is using Zazen time specifically to um, integrate ideas, to grow in capacity to hold the truth. When my mind is especially tumultuous, that is not the time to use this tool that I'm about to expound. When the mind is somewhat settled and clear, this is the time Two, I would say first do some of that zazen that's good for nothing. Even for a breath or two, it is the deepest anchor. And then at times, we can bring up 
or drop into that still pool an idea that we are trying to integrate. Here's my example. I'm living on stolen land. I'm living on stolen land. When I say these words, when I bring up this idea, I still, I am ashamed to say there's part of my body-mind that rejects it, that doesn't want to hold it, though I know it to be true. I personally have a lot of examples like this. I've seen certain truths at an intellectual level, and my karma is such that I push those same truths away. I forget those truths. Because this is my pattern, I have the specific intention of integrating these enlightenments. I'm living on stolen land. Can I bring that up and gently, really, gently work with what comes up in the body? Investigate, feel into what comes up in the body. What I can assure you will happen over time is this idea, because it's just part of the truth, this idea will be held more and more comfortably as truth. But the deep work needs to be done through the body and very deliberately, very deliberately. So I feel. And at stages in this work, I forget the phrase and just go into the body. Right now, I notice, having brought up this idea that I'm living on stolen land, I feel... I feel a little, like more than a little ungrounded. Like my mind wants to um, fuzz out. Like I'm, yeah. Like I'm almost not here. Okay. So I work to be present. Grounded. Like I spoke about at the beginning of this talk. And I continue to feel. What is this feeling? Where do I feel it in the body? Can I breathe into it? Stay with it? Again, I'm no longer working with the phrase, but just with the body. Just with the body. And there's a right place and a right time for this. So we've talked about using practice to tap into our strength, about using our practice, our awareness to feel through specific 
karma in the body that just comes up. We talked about using the practice to integrate ideas or to feel through karma in the body that we particularly bring up, that we deliberately bring up. And we always come back to the zazen that is good for nothing. Spending at least some of our practice time just being. And of course, there's a place where um, these, quote, different modes of practice come together. When we're just present with the body, We're feeling through karma, we're meeting what is, when we're just present with the body. Suddenly we're not doing it to get something. We're just present with the body. In our experience, in the experience of practice, this is not so confusing. These dualities resolve. In the field of words and dharma talks, it can become a little more confusing. And so as always with with a dharma talk, you listen to the words, feel the body as you listen, and then as the talk comes to a close, Forget it. Forget it. And just go back to your own vital, personal, moment-to-moment practice. Thank you again. Take good care.